No, we're good to go. Okay, thanks all. Good afternoon and welcome to the meeting of the Community Investments Committee on Tuesday, August 15th, 2023. Um, I would like to call this meeting to order. I have no gavel. <laughs> um, may I ask uh, Program Associate Ari Vasquez to call the roll, please? Thank you, Commissioner. So, roll call Committee Chair Commissioner Shioto. Here. Commissioner Benavides is absent. Commissioner Brenzel. Here. Commissioner Collins. Here. Commissioner McCoy is absent. Uh, Commissioner Musle. Here. And Commissioner Selby is absent. We have a quorum for today's meeting. Also, for the record, the following staff members are present. Director of Community Investments, Denise Pate. Senior Program Officer, Ann Tricky, And Program Officers, Jennifer Chu and Jonelle Molina. Welcome, Commissioners. And now for some public meeting instructions. Today, the Community Investments Committee meeting will be conducted in a hybrid format. This format will allow everyone to participate in person and remotely through the WebEx platform. While the technology grants us better accessibility for individuals joining the meeting remotely, please be mindful that tech-related difficulties may occur, which could contribute to the gaps and delays as staff transitions the technology between speakers. Please know that we are doing the best that we can, and we ask for your patience. I want to remind us that the policies and procedures for uh, of the policies and procedures for public meetings. At this meeting, we are bound to follow the structure of our agenda and adhere to the best practices set out by the Good Government Guide. At every public meeting, there will be an opportunity for general public comment where members may comment on any item pertaining to this body. Respectfully, we ask that you keep your public comment on the topic. Each public comment is limited to three minutes. Please understand that the committee does not contribute dialogue toward public comments. Each comment will be documented for public record. During each public comment opportunity, I will first request comments from the public attending the, the meeting in person and then from the public attending the meeting remotely. For those joining remotely, please mute your microphones to minimize background noise for the public and the staff joining remotely. When it is your time to speak, you must unmute yourself and speak directly into the microphone. Before expressing your comments, please briefly introduce yourself, including your name, your affiliated organization, and or any additional information applicable to this meeting and or the, the agency. I will turn it over to our program associate, Ari Vasquez, for public comment instructions. For members of the public and for the record, welcome Commissioner Shelby. Um, he's arrived at 103. Good afternoon. Um, for members of the public joining in person who wish to comment on agenda items, once you are called on, you will be asked to voice your comment at the podium. You will see public comment cards located on the podium, and you are recommended but not required to fill out this card, which will be included in the minutes. If the podium is not handicap accessible, please let us know. We will provide you with a microphone at your seating location. You may also make a public comment using the WebEx link. When you click the WebEx link, you will then be prompted to enter the following information, your first and last name and your email. These fields are required. However, if you wish to remain anonymous, you may type public in the first and last name fields at public and public at public.com in the email field. Please ensure that you are in a quiet location and that all devices around you are muted so there is no echo when you speak. At the appropriate time, the chair will request public comment and for members of the public using the WebEx link, please click the hand icon to raise your hand. This will place you in the public comment queue. When it is your time to speak, you will be unmuted by the moderator and when it, your time is up, you will be muted. For members of the public calling by phone that wish to make a public comment, when the public comment period opens, press star three to be added to the speaker line. When your microphone has been unmuted, you will hear us ask you to state your name and comment. You will also be encouraged, but are not required to state your name for the record. I will start your three minutes when you speak using a visual timer. You will also receive a 30 second audible warning. And when your time is up, I will say, caller, your time is up. Then you will be placed on mute and moved out of the speaker's line. We will pause briefly before closing public comment to ensure no other commenters seek to speak on that item. Participants who wish to speak on other agenda items can remain on the line and listen for the next public comment opportunity. Public comment instructions will also be shared on the screen during each public comment period. 
Anyone who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can send a summary of the comments to be included in the minutes. If it is 150 words or less to sfac.grants at sfgov.org. The summary may be rejected if it exceeds the prescribed word limit or it is not an accurate summary of the speaker's public comment. Commissioner Shiota, please proceed with the meeting when you are ready. Thank you. I would like to start the meeting by reading our land acknowledgement statement. The San Francisco Arts Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatush Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatush Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatush community, and by affirming their sovereign rights as First Peoples. As a department dedicated to promoting a diverse and equitable arts and culture environment in San Francisco, we are committed to supporting the traditional and contemporary evolution of the American Indian community. I will now call item two, which is general public comment. Is there any public comment on item two, general public comment? We will be taking in-person, excuse me, let me repeat that for the record. We will be taking in-person public comments first. So for those joining in-person, please proceed to the public comment podium. And for those joining remotely, please raise your hand if you're listening via WebEx. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be placed in the public comment queue. Instructions are currently on the screen. And we are on item two. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer on the screen and receive a 30 second audible warning before your time concludes. Then you will be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line if you would like to speak on other items. Anyone who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can send a summary of the comments to be included in the minutes. If it is 150 words or less to sfac.grants at sfgov.org. So I'm requesting comments from those who are in person. Is there anyone who would like to make a public comment on the current agenda items? Seeing none, I'm going to move over to possible public comment online via WebEx. Is there anyone that would like to make a public comment on the current agenda items? Thank you. Seeing no requests for public comments, public comment is now closed. Thank you so much. Um, I will now call item number three, which is San Francisco Artist Grant. Uh, discussion and possible action, and the presenter is Senior Program Officer Anne Tricky. Hello, Commissioners. Good to see you today. Um, this is a pretty brief item. We had a couple of grantees who were actually unable to receive the funds granted out. So in lieu, we are granting out two additional grants. Um, that's basically it. We're going, we're having one to Sarah Toby Moore with a fiscal sponsor circuit network and one to Sharon Stoyer both for 20,000, which is the standard SFA grant amount. Um, that ends my presentation and I'm happy to take any questions. <laughs> um, are there any commissioner comments or questions? Why, um, why did uh, Commissioner Musley, why didn't they receive it the first time? Uh, so, you know, part of our process includes the approval by committee and then commission and then going back to grantees and part of their process involves being able to receive the funds from the city which includes a number of different checks and balances, systems, et cetera. And the, there were two individuals who throughout that payment process were unable to actually register and receive payment. And so since we cannot give them the funds, we are regranting. Sure. Yep. Sorry, regranting isn't correct. We are not giving those to the two folks who can't receive the funds. We are giving the money to two additional people from the SFA list. Right, and were they, um, I don't know how you rank that, but they were on the list and like next in line. Correct, right? exactly, next in line. Perfect, thank you. Okay. Um, any other questions, commissioners? Okay. Um, is there any public comment on item three? Excuse me, we will be taking in-person public comments first. So for those joining in person, please proceed to the public comment podium. And for those joining remotely, please raise your hand if you're listening via WebEx. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be placed in the comment queue. Instructions are currently on the, the screen and we are currently on item three. 
As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer on the screen and receive a 30 second audible warning before your time concludes. Then you will be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line. If you would like to speak on other items, any uh, anyone who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can send a summary of the comments to be included in the minutes. If it is 150 words or less to sfac.grants at sfgov.org. I'm requesting comments from those who are in person. Is there anyone who would like to make a public comment on the current agenda item? Seeing none, I'm going to move forward to any possible public comment on WebEx. Is there anyone that would like to make a public comment on the current agenda items? Seeing none, uh, no addition, no request for public comments. Public comment is now closed. Thank you so much. And for this item, um, I did not call a motion for it. So I want to get the wording right on it. Um, Item three is a motion to approve the funding recommendation of the San Francisco Artist SFA panel to award two grants totaling $40,000 to the following individuals and to authorize the Director of Cultural Affairs, August 15th, 2023, Community Investments Committee meeting agenda three, San Francisco Arts Commission to enter into grant agreements with each artist or their fiscal sponsor for amounts not to exceed the following at this time. And the first is Sarah Toby Moore. Fiscal sponsor is Circuit Network. That is $20,000. And item uh, the second is Sharon Stauer, $20,000. So do I have a motion? I have a question. I'm sorry I didn't yes. know, Doreen. Um, but uh, do we know the other, the two that did not receive? And that is Commissioner Shelby for the record. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, Commissioner I've, Shelby. Do we know the two that did who did not receive? And I would love to speak with you about that offline. I don't want to, you know, embarrass her, call out any folks who may not have fully read the guidelines. You know, it's it's, it's some of it is ability to read the ten page long guidelines of the city and understand the the issues that about receiving payment. So I would prefer not to say on the record, but I'm happy to have a conversation with you. Well, my, my goal is not to embarrass anyone, but to make sure that maybe, hopefully not, this doesn't happen again to other artists. Absolutely. Make it a, a learning experience, I suppose. And particularly if it's from a community that we need to, to support more, or at least make sure the information is, is clear for them. 100% and we have, um, um, excuse me, we've looked at that as a team and actually included changes to both the guidelines as well as our smart, simple application system for this round specifically to address that issue. Great. Thank you. Any other? Um, so I uh, am putting that up for a motion. So. Sorry, forgot to say. So moved. So, so moved. Second. Thank you so much. And um, I did call for public comment um, already. So um, I'm going to call for a final motion. All those in favor, say yay. All opposed, say nay. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Yay. <laughs> Any opposed? Seeing none, uh, this motion passes unanimously. Thank you. All right, I will move on to uh, call item number four, and this is Community Services Allocation Plan CSAP. Um, and this is a discussion, and the presenter is Director of Community Investments, Denise Pate. All right, good afternoon. It's actually the Cultural Services Allocation Plan, the CSAP. And um, what uh, we did was, uh, I'm announcing that we had selected the consultant that will help conduct that CSAP plan. Um, we're going to conduct an evaluation of the hotel tax funded arts impact endowment um, that was guided by the 2019 CSAP plan. And part of that is there, um, they can do the evaluation of the past four years, uh, five years, and then conduct a community process to inform the funding priorities for the next CSAP, which it will be two, uh, 2025 to 2029. And so um, we received a range of proposals 
and we selected AMS Planning and Research Corporation. And AMS met all the scoring criteria. We did a panel uh, where we had um, staff and then GFTA also. So it was, it's both agency, GFTA and our, the Arts Commission. So this, this agency that we chose, they brought over 30 years of experience in doing this work, evaluation, planning, research, policy development. And they've worked with cities and uh, state government and federal. So we're, we're in the process of creating the contract with them. And so I'm working on this with uh, Debbie Ng, the senior program officer, and then along with other members of our team. And so just to refresh your memory, in 2018, Prop E passed with 75% of the voters um, voting, and it's a in ballot initiative that restored the dedicated hotel tax revenue for arts and cultural purposes. And uh, Prop E ensured that 1.5% of the 14% hotel tax was directed to arts and culture, and that includes allocations for grants for the arts, cultural equity grants, uh, endowment, cultural centers, cultural districts, and the arts impact endowment. And so um, the both agencies conducted an extensive community engagement process for the creation of the, the CSAP allocation plan. Uh, and I actually was present at that time before I came to the city. So um, many years ago, I was here with y'all. Um, and they were the agreement was that there'd be for two, four buckets, um, arts ed, affordable space, uh, arts organizations, core support, and then individual artist support. So um, as we're working on that process, working on uh, with the, the consultants to plan the community engagement and also do the evaluation, the CSAP um, is really important to us because it informs uh, how we allocate the next funding of this of this fund and this uh, CI team is going to be working with the GFTA team. We're going to have a a, um, a committee also with Valley Brown and Amy Chu from GFTA along with Debbie and I, Debbie Ng and I. So if you have any questions, I can answer any questions. I, I have a question. Sure. Um, so this decides, just so I understand it better. Uh, this decides how the money is going to be allocated next year? Yes. Well, actually, 2025. 2025. We still have one more year uh, left from the previous plan. From 2009, from the... 2019, yes. Because things are going to look a little different. It might. I mean, they decide through a, a process, the community engagement process, we decide, like, how much, what percentage of the fund will go to each area. And uh, it may change. Oh, no, I did, I did, sorry, I didn't mean it's going to be different. Who gets? Okay. Fired. I meant just funding wise, because of the. Mm, I don't know that. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't told that there'd be any kind of change, as in like less money. Well, just taxes. Oh. In general. That wasn't. I wasn't given that kind of information. That was given really positive. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> projections. That's great. It may change. <laughs> Any other questions? All right, thank you. All right, thank you so much. Is there any public comment on item four? The cultural services allocation plan. Thank you. We will be taking in-person public comment first. So for those joining in person, please proceed to the public comment podium. And for those joining remotely, please raise your hand if you are listening via WebEx. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be placed in the public comment queue. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer on the screen and receive a 30 second audible warning before your time concludes. Then you will be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line if you would like to speak on other items. Anyone who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can send a summary of the comments to be included in the minutes. If it is 150 words or less to sfac.grants at sfgov.org. I'm requesting comments from those who are in person. Is there anyone who would like to make a public comment on the current agenda item? Seeing none, I'm moving over to WebEx. Is there anyone who would like to make a comment on the current agenda item? Seeing none, public comment is now closed. Thank you. 
Um, I will now call item 5, which is the cultural ambassador program and this is a discussion and a presentation. Um, I'd like to introduce the presenters program officer Jennifer Chu and program officer Janelle Molina. Welcome. Next slide, please. Thank you, uh, good afternoon, commissioners, staff and members of the public. Uh, before I get down through our goals, definitely want to give thanks to uh, the commissioners for last April's uh, CIC meeting, where we de definitely took the insights and feedback in closing out fiscal year 23 as we transition to fiscal year 24 grant cycle. And so uh, before I get to the goals, I definitely want to acknowledge uh, the slide that's up there of the photo is from San Francisco grantee artist, uh, Alleluia Panice, uh, with several uh, artists uh, from their Nursing the Wounds project. There's two artists laying on the ground in hospital gowns and one artist dressed up as a nurse, like jumping in between them, right? Um, so in terms of our goals for our fiscal year 24 cultural ambassador program, uh, there's four things that we were aiming to hit as we transition uh, this fall. And the first is of course, increasing our awareness of the fiscal year 24 grant cycle. As we transition to September, our arts impact endowment grants and our cultural equity grants uh, are gonna be part of this big cycle, right? As we release it out to the community. The other part is strengthening our engagement with the SF arts ecosystem in terms of how are we sharing the design with US commissioners, the staff, our departments, um, our outreach to the cultural districts, cultural centers, and our network of artists and arts organizations in the city. Right throughout the process, and then uh, now that we're returning more to in person, how are we really visible uh, in the community arts events, especially between September through November when the grants are complete, to make sure that uh, the arts community knows that you know these grants are available and they should be eligible and know about it and feel comfortable talking to a staff or someone connected to the program, and then because we're really trying to bring more light to our SFAC website and our social media. How are we really spotlighting and working with our communications team in terms of generating more traffic, patrons and visitors to learn more about the grants program, but also the SF Arts Commission in general, they might learn something new that they may have not if they haven't directed through the program. So we're really working with our communications teams to better highlight our messaging, our flyers, especially in IG as it connects to this intentional design for this upcoming year. I'll transition it over to Officer Jennifer Chu. Great, thank you, Jonelle, and hi, commissioners. So next up, we have the, this is the slide, it shows the overview of the program's strategic design and timeline from August to December, 2023. So first up is, Using applicant and grantee data from fiscal years 2021 to 2023 and the diverse communities prioritized by the cultural equity endowment legislation. The slide lists some of the communities that we will work with the cultural ambassadors to conduct grants outreach to this fall. They include African American, Black, Native American, Pacific Islander, artists with disabilities, among others. And of course, we will continue to outreach to the other diverse communities in the cultural equity endowment legislation, even if they're not listed here. Uh, the applicant outreach uh, strategy has included publishing a cultural ambassador program webpage on SFAC's website on July 20th, 2023. And then on Tuesday, July 25th, 2023, Alyssa Ventry, emailed the request for cultural ambassador applicant referrals to all commissioners from art-info at sfgov.org. And commissioners, we welcome your partnership and support in helping us reach diverse cultural ambassador applicants and candidates from your vast network. So please share them with Jonelle and I, and we will follow up. So the application deadline is Friday, August 25th. Uh, in addition to everything that Jonelle mentioned, um, we have also, the program was promoted on 
SFAC's social media on August 7th. And then we've also reached out to the cultural districts, cultural centers, and other organizations, artists within the arts ecosystem. But of course, we welcome your help in reaching more people and communities. We plan to select the cohort of eight cultural ambassadors by Tuesday, September 5th. This will be followed by an orientation to train them and start working with them on developing their individual outreach plans in mid-September. Those plans will be based around one of two outreach roles. Bridge builders, who will primarily promote our grant opportunities and technical assistance webinars via in-person programs and events in San Francisco this fall. And then influencers who will primarily leverage their social media and also work in partnership with our communications team to leverage SFAC social media to get the word out. All of the cultural ambassadors will also forward SFAC's relevant email communications promoting the grant deadlines and technical assistance webinars. Okay, and I'm going to pass it back to Jonelle. Thank you. Can you go back? Uh... Time. All right, cool. Thank you, Jennifer. So uh, in the last column, it says September to December, our cultural ambassador program is four months, right? The first three months, September, October, and uh, November are the heavy outreach of the grants, right? Getting them towards the application deadlines. And then in December, that cohort will meet to evaluate and talk about their experiences with the staff and our senior program officer in terms of what work this cycle and then what are still some gaps that they've identified in their experience in engaging with the community to build forward into the fiscal year 25 cycle right um and in addition to what jennifer said in terms of individual plans uh, there's a monthly coaching where uh, the cultural ambassadors will be identified with jennifer or myself and they'll work with their individualized plans that'll leverage their strengths and skills as a bridge builder or as an influencer as it goes month to month because they're going to be doing outreach in the community and they're going to bring back questions that necessarily they may not know because they're doing outreach. The goal is for the cultural ambassadors is to connect the community with the program officer and staff that's overseeing that grant category so they could receive that one to one support and feel comfortable talking to a staff to say, hey, I need to know more a little bit about this process so I can get my application in time for the deadline. So that is the main goal of our cultural ambassadors is including the community and helping them direct right, the flow of traffic towards us at the community investments program. And so the goal is to make sure they, as many applicants as possible, turn in by the deadline and making sure that we take all this feedback in our program evaluation as we aim to improve and evolve, right, as a grants team. Next slide. Thanks, Janelle. Okay, so finally, these are some final reminders about the 2024 Cultural Ambassador Program. And the wonderful photo on the left side of the slide is of Mark Harris at Malcolm X Academy with students uh, taken in 2021, and it's courtesy of Cultural Equity Initiative's grantee, Friends of Scrap. So, each of the eight cultural ambassadors will be paid an honorarium of $1,710 for the, their outreach activities this fall. The slide also lists some selection restrictions that we have developed with the, the team to avoid any possible conflicts of interest. Uh, and as mentioned before, the application deadline is next Friday, August 25th, 2023. Commissioners, we do welcome your referral, so please send them to us and we will follow up. We want to make sure we reach San Francisco's diverse artists and arts organization communities throughout the city. And the, uh, the program webpage link is also on the slide. And with that, we will now take questions. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, are there any commissioner questions on uh, item number five? I have a, a quick question, Commissioner Musley. Um I thought somebody might already to be uh, to referral, but also they're an artist too. Can they be an influencer and submit their art? I'm curious because. Yeah, so I think part of that is uh, as a cultural ambassador, uh, they shouldn't be applying to the category that they're promoting, right? So there might be another grant that they're applying to, but 
Well, I didn't mean it that way. Just been connect. Yeah, maybe there's. The yeah. So if they're an artist, it can be an influencer sharing. Like uh, for influencers, uh, we're looking at folks that how do they use that platform right to connect with the community in general to bring more folks and hopefully they're following our SF Arts Commission IG so that one of the things that we're trying to do to kind of elevate right once again our social media platforms is how do we create aside from our webinars an IG live real session where there's the cultural ambassador and the staff to engage with the community to talk about more questions that may not have been addressed during a webinar or even that came up after their one-to-one -one, right and so trying to use those different kind of spaces thank you yeah, but um, please send us your referral, Commissioner Musley, and we will follow up with that person. Thank you. Yeah, I, I was going to mention that. Thank you for this uh, this work and this program. It's really important. Um, I remember the earlier conversations about it. But along those same lines, I think some of the best ambassadors are going to be artists, are going to be people maybe who even went through the program, received a grant. Um, I know it's not something you we can force artists to do as far as um, promote or things like that, but we can encourage, um, particularly from these communities that we want more applications coming from. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I actually, along with your comment is like thinking that those are actually the best ambassadors or potentially can be the best ambassadors because they've received funding in the past. Maybe, um, they may know how the program works, uh, and, and certainly maybe even. Like I said, you can't force them to, to do that, but it could be encouraged, I, I, I believe, you know, as we fund to to become cultural ambassadors for their, their communities. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. That's part of our outreach with folks rooted in the community, but artists as well. And then what we also are finding out in some of the conversations, some of the artists are like, I just want to focus on applying for this grant myself. Right. Uh, yeah. In terms of the outreach, but um, it's it's part of our outreach as well, making sure the artists are included. A question: um, <clears throat> Is that seventeen hundred dollars taxable? Um, I think it might be. So, I, um, yes, yes, it's taxable. I just don't know all. Yeah, of the... So, just doing a little math, at twenty bucks an hour, it comes out to fifty hours of work. Are we underpaying? Are we asking them? Why did we decide on this number? Um, so I think, admittedly, I don't know if we accounted for the amount of taxes that we've taken out, but we originally planned this to be a $30 an hour for approximately 57 to 60 hours of outreach activities during that time over the, the four months um, to try to make it a little bit higher. Our, our original plan was for it to be $30, but that is a good point, Commissioner Collins, to that we need to account for the amount of taxes that will be taken. So inherent in the... And what we're approving, um, can we ask for you to re-examine that? I'm just aware that most people will work like crazy during doing this. And I think as the commissioners are saying, um, the particular investment of individuals who know these communities is really super valuable. And I really applaud your going after this. It's always been a kind of missing gap about figuring out how we actually get into community. I'm just concerned that we're not we're not allocating enough for the honorarium and if there is flexibility i would be in favor of exploring that uh thank you so much i don't know if anybody else would like really appreciate that feedback and commissioner collins and we want to make sure that this is um that this reflects the the value that the selected cultural ambassadors will bring and that they do bring to their communities in san francisco so um but yeah it's a lot like the grants, I think, where if you get a $20,000 grant, you have to deal with your taxes. Uh, after, you know, I don't know what that is for 20000 for one of these grants. But the, but the city doesn't take taxes out of that. Either. Yeah, no, thank you, Commissioner Shelby. And I will also add that um, we will look into the possibility of increasing the honorarium based on the budget, um, which I'm not involved with, but um, I will just say that we did, this is 
the honorarium that we're offering this fall is an increase over what we offered last fall. We offered $600, but the program has shifted and we changed it in part in response to the feedback that we received from commissioners in April and also working very closely with the team to how we can continue to improve the program and make it work better for our communities and to reach our goals. So we will take this back. Well, I, the I team. appreciate Thank that. Thank you so much. I'm just making a very simple point. Yeah. And that is inherent in the motion is there flexibility for you to examine that. And, and if not, then I would just like for perhaps one of you to say the motion could contemplate that you would examine and um, top up if it's possible, knowing that it's budget constraint. Just so this is a this is a discussion item, so not being not um, being voted on at this time. Right. So mm -hmm. I think your your comments and okay. and suggestions can okay. now be right. an internal discussion. Thank you. And budgetary uh, consideration within um, their Dirt. not your purview, but yes. Uh, so, also, yeah. um, as this is coming up, and now it's like this discussion item. Um, if we, you know, if we if we know a little bit more what the what's expected of the ambassador as a as an influencer, now it might be just look. We just need you to reach out to your list three times. It's going to take this much. You know, here's the here's the the information that we want out. The collateral that wants to go out. And here's the link they need to put in your. You know, I mean, I don't as an influencer, not me, but as influencers go. Kind of that's what they get paid for to like put something out a little, you know, it might not even bad idea to even once we understand what we're asking exactly. Um, maybe, maybe we could spread it even more where, you know, for each ask, it's this much and we can cover, you know, instead of 10, we can cover 20 different artists because the idea is just to get the word out. You know, to get as many, if I go to this person that I'm thinking about, they just gonna have to reach out to their list and go like, hey, this is coming up, you know, check it out. If it's coming from somebody, it's it's more digestible. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to look at it, just, um, just to understand exactly what it is we're expecting. Mm -hmm. And then once we expect, we could put a number to it, right? And And then from there, we could, you know, we might need to up it or we might need to, maybe we could spread it even more. Agreed. Um, I know we can't go in the nitty gritty of the plans, but I think as we create the individualized plans and they're doing that tracking of the data, um, that'll uh, legitimize and justify, right? The impact from last year to this year with a more organized approach to maybe it's more eight isn't enough, right? As we get to next year. And so um, this is part of our strategy and design to make sure that we're, we're collecting the correct data and making sure we got the right people in the place currently to ensure what the objectives are, are met. Great, any other commissioner comments or questions? I have one uh, comment. What about the um, the organizations or the um, art centers that we, are they also um, given the responsibility of being cultural ambassadors? Uh, for us, it's more them recommending or sharing that as part of the outreach, um, because some of those arts organizations themselves might be applying for the particular grant. And part of the restrictions is if someone's working with that org, you know, they might not be eligible. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah. conflicts of interest, yeah. but, you know, the, the organizations are also in very much in touch with these communities. Yeah. You know, yeah, if, they're, if they have an artist, they can't you know, yeah. advocate for that artist, yeah. but they can uh, perhaps necessarily have a measurable way of how they're um, spreading the word or being yeah. an influencer. And as we're doing, uh, for example, our bridge builders and they're doing their in-person community events, uh, me and Jennifer are kind of calendaring where are these events coming up mm -hmm. so that we can partner with the arts orgs mm -hmm. and also connect the cultural ambassadors with them so that it'll be like that one-two kind of punch in terms mm -hmm. of if you haven't checked online, we're here in person, mm -hmm. right? Uh, we're accessible. And I will also just quickly adding to that, um, part of our Janelle and our, our strategy over the last few months has been to reach out to current organization grantees and 
Office of ACs or arts organization partners, as Jonelle mentioned, to get applicant referrals. And we totally understand the importance of reaching out to as many arts organizations in the community as we can, because they're on the ground. Like they are the most familiar as has been mentioned. And we're gonna do as much as we can, um, also in partnership with our wonderful communications team of Comate and Edward Tom, because they are also amazing. So um, we have, we're working on the communications plan right now, and that will include a communications toolkit that we'll share with the, the selected cultural ambassadors, but um, we'll look into what we can share with the, um, the broader arts organization community here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, is there any public comment on item number five, which is the cultural ambassador program? I think so. Um, well, we, we will be taking in-person public comments first. So for those joining in person, please proceed to the public comment podium. And for those joining remotely, please raise your hand if you're listening via WebEx. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be placed in public comment queue. Instructions are on the screen and we're currently on item five. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer on the screen and receive a 30-second audible warning before your time concludes. Then you will be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line if you would like to speak on other items. Anyone who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can send a summary of the comments to be included in the minutes. If it is 150 words or less, to, to sfac.grants at sfgov.org. So I'm requesting public comments who are in person. Is there any public comments in person? Seeing none, moving over to WebEx. Is there any public comments via WebEx? Seeing none, public comment is now closed. Thank you so much. Um, I'll now call for item number six. Thank you for the presentation. I appreciate it. Um, this is item six is the staff report. And um, I would like to introduce Director of Community Investments, Denise Pate, for the staff report. All right. Uh, so as you see, we got a lot of stuff going on. The um, CI team is working hard on releasing the guidelines and applications for the fiscal year 24 grant season. And we've already started um, with one. There's one application process that's open right now is the Dreamkeeper Initiative grants that are for organizations that are deeply rooted in the black community, uh, traditions and customs and programming. And so, um, uh, for July through November, we, we're going to be launching eight distinct grant categories and for San Francisco artists and organizations. And the priority is focused on historically marginalized communities. And so um, I just have to want to mention that the Dreamkeeper Initiative, uh, the deadline is August 12th. That's our first deadline, uh, August 21st, excuse me, it was moved. It's already over now. It was it was it was the 14th, but it is next Monday. We moved the deadline, um, and so in September we'll launch the Impact Endowment Arts Impact Endowment Project Grants, and this is a move. Um, the project grants this time, uh, the first time we've done project grants that were open to everyone. The the agency moved from before we had project grants, and then through a public process and focus groups we learned that people were saying we need general operating support. So we moved to general operating support for a lot of the grants. And then the community came back to me and said, what happened to the project grants? So we did some project grants, but they were specific. Like last year, we had first time grantees um, initiative that was project grants. But now this time we're gonna use the arts impact endowment for project grants for it's open to everyone, uh, as well as people who have received grants from us before. And then um, in October, we'll launch the cultural equity grants program, which are several grants. And so we're preparing a series of webinars. We've done the first one for DKI, Dreamkeeper, and technical assistance. And also part of that is understanding all these things that come up that surprise us sometimes um, about guidelines and people. And um, I'm alluding to um, the individual artists uh, in the SFA category that we found out that they were ineligible. We didn't we didn't foresee this. If you are a if you are part of the city system, if you're a city employee, also the county. So that's all the same system. They all have DSW numbers. You can't register as a supplier um, in this system. So 
we didn't know. In fact, I didn't know that that school district and Muni, they're all part of the same family. So that surprised us. And then there's some things that people move and change their status or they become when they applied, they weren't a, a city employee. And then when we get ready to to um, register them, they're city employee. So those things, I don't want to put people's, people's business out there, but that's why we didn't uh, say the names. But that's something we didn't anticipate. But we're now being clearer. It, it always has been a guideline, but we're being clearer and more specific about that. Um, and pulling that out when we are in the webinars and people need to know at that point before they do an application. So um, we're we're learning from that. And then also, you know, as we work with the cultural ambassador program and Jen and um, Donnell have done a wonderful job and like really analyzing what happened last year. Was it really working? But one of the things we talked about was increasing the money and it's a sizable increase from last year. And, you know, they, they were figuring out like what, how much time someone is really going to spend. And so we made an increase and I crossed my fingers when I went to budget about it and, you know, didn't get any pushback. So it was great. But um, so we're working on that because I, I understand because I, too, was one day I was an artist <laughs> out there in those streets with 25 jobs and all that stuff, you know, so. Uh, we're still, you know, working. We don't want to underpay anyone. And then also we're looking at increasing grant amounts um, in terms of like giving people enough money um, to like be here and do their art. And so uh, the, the team is really good about uh, the CI team, uh, program officer, really good about this category should be increased. And this is why they give me bullet points. Um, and why, like, you know, one of the grant categories increasing the amount, but making it an 18 year, I mean, 18, 18 years. Yes. <laughs> a dollar a year can make it an 18 month uh, grant period. So it gives them enough time to do their projects. We don't have people coming to us saying they need increases in times, change the timeline. They have 18 months. You're going to get a little more money, but it's basically, it's almost the same um, per year. And then also. We're looking at like legacy grant, the LA, uh, ALG grant, um, and making sure that it's in line with everything else. If we gave the uh, Arts Impact Endowment individual artists fifty thousand dollars, why are we not giving the arts, the legacy grant um, something in line with that? So, and then also make giving them a longer period to finish their project. So each time, each year, things change, and we start to notice different things. And the team is really good with, um, you know, really talking to the artist and finding out what their needs are. They're much closer to the artist. Um, so I really listen to them. They're really wonderful thought partners um, to be able so that we, you know, really serve the artist's needs in our community. And um, in, in terms of our allocation, I got good news from budget so far. Um, unless someone surprises me, something happens, I'm going to go with it. And so um, we're continuing, you know, um, feeling very um, positive about our allocation and projections. And so we're also looking for grant reboot panelists and really getting out there and uh, making sure that we're reaching into all the communities and using our networks. Um, so it's a paid opportunity um, applications. Um, our, inter, our applications for panelists are reviewed on a rolling basis. And one of the things about our panel is we pay panelists per application. So if you read 70 applications, you get paid for those applications. If, you, if, you're, if there's fewer, then your, your amount is not as much. Some panels, I've been on a lot of panels, they give you the same $500, <laughs> whether it's 10 applications or, you know, 60. And so, um, you know, you get a sizable amount, you know, for your time. Uh, we want to compensate people for their time. And we don't want to make it so that the only people that we get on the panel are people that can afford to give up a day and not get paid, you know? So we want to make sure we're doing that. And so we want to, you know, reach out to your networks too. Um, if you know someone that, um, so, cause there've been questions about, like, do we have some gaps? Do we need, do we need a, a dancer? Do we need a musician? Do we need, uh, you know, so we want to make sure that they have those. It's also like curating in a panel, a review panelist is a curation of, you know, you have to have people with expertise 
the time and they had to be tech savvy enough to be able to do this. And so though our team, the program officers are high touch um, with the panelists and work closely with them, but they have to have a certain level of expertise in terms of, you know, navigating the, the process, the computer. And so um, we encourage people to apply before December so they can be considered in this grant cycle. And so, then um, they can also go to our website and uh, fill out an application. Uh, so I wanna shout out to the cultural, the our team, our community investments team for all their work. And they are processing. Somebody told me that we have 400 open grants right now um, that they're managing. And so, um, you know, getting those checks out, mm. getting their money, that's one of the really good things we do is get those checks out. So um, I just want to shout out to them. So thank you. Questions? Can I just offer a, a really positive comment? And that is really changing the period of the grant. Um, you know, just the churn from a staff perspective, I have such respect for <clears throat> what it takes just to do grant management. You know, um, and I and I understand also, you know, the equity involved in, in, in the frequency of grants. And so, you know, figuring out what the right equilibrium is. And 18 months, is, I, I just, I want to applaud that. You know, as many city departments go out for DCYF is five years. Mm -hmm. That's that's a huge commitment, um, and it's a different uh, theory of change. But nonetheless, just from a staff and from a grantee perspective, I hope that I hope good results come from that. Are you seeing any particular problems associated? Um, is anything, or is it overwhelmingly that people are really happy about that? They seem, they seem to be happy about that because they have to turn on a report too. And then we don't want to chase people like there. Sometimes you're having been an artist. I know what happens when it's like, I didn't get that last show in. And so um, you don't want people to duck you, you know, with their reports. You want people to say like, I need a little more time. And sometimes it really does take that time. And things happen here. As you see, we had a pandemic. So we had all these people asking for, you know, the change in the timeline. So anything might happen. We might have an earthquake. I'm not trying to wake that up. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. But on, but I mean, anything might happen. But on the same lines, um, are, you, are you finding ways of streamlining the reporting? Definitely. Because historically it was burdensome. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, so I, I'm just I'm, I'm encouraging that because um, I know that you we need to have good fiscal control and good programmatic um, outcomes, but you know the burden of, of reporting is is important. Mm -hmm. it's, it has to be transparent and auditable. It, it, we have to comply with the rules. I'm just encouraging um, more streamlining. Certainly. Well, you know all this reporting, we have to like read all that stuff. <laughs> so um, certainly, but um, one of the things is that we are understand like when we used to require cancel checks, copies of checks in certain situations, we don't do that anymore because not everyone writes a check, you know? And so just give us the, the report out um, from your bank or whatever it is. And there is like, we don't wanna go through all that paper, but we don't make sure like you paid who you were supposed to pay you did what you were supposed to do, and then you did the project, and this is what happened. Mm. And so um, the streamlining helps us too. And I, again, I've been a grantee yeah. also, so most people have been in there, have been there. So we're working on that. Well, thank you. Um, I just had a question. Is there a, a similar kind of information about becoming a panelist so up somewhere on the website? It is on the website. It is, okay. I don't, I just, I'll need to find it because I'd love to push that out to people I know. Okay, thank you. And that gets approved, what, twice a year, the, the panelists on that list, or is it? Yeah, there used to be a list brought forth in in big um, chunks. So are you going to use the previous panelists and? Ralph approves the panelists. Okay, great. Is that every two, is it twice a year? How, how often is it? Is it I think it's kind of ongoing because the, the panels, right, are rolling ongoing. as well. Yes. Right, and as you need specialty kind of experts or you've got a genre, yeah. The website says December 31st is the deadline for 2024 panels. Is that true? It is, but sometimes we continue to recruit when right. we need. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I never have enough. I found the page. 
You should serve on a panel. Yes, definitely. And that was <laughs> and that was Commissioner Seth, Seth Brenzel. You can't serve on panels. Yeah, commissioners can't serve on panels. You can't serve on this is Ann Tricky speaking for the record, the senior program officer. Um, it's a conflict of interest for commissioners who are our financial mechanism of payment to grantees to both decide who is going to get paid and approve payment. It's a separation of powers. So if you wanted to be a panelist, you could potentially uh, participate as a panelist on the public art panels, which have a different mechanism, but for the grant payments, you cannot both review and approve. That makes sense. Yeah. So you can't step out when? No. Nope. Your vote would not be part of the panel. You could not speak or vote or score. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Because you're voting here. Yeah. You can only vote in one place. Yeah. Well, that totally makes sense. It seemed like there was a push for panel for commissioners to serve on panels. Yeah, there, I think that we're getting too technical for the purposes of this meeting. Mm -hmm. I think that the question is, can commissioners sit on panels? And so, Commissioner Collins. So, I think that we, that's a referral to staff and to the directors and to our, our council just to give us that framework so that we don't, I think, spend the time here chasing that because there is a good answer to it um, and it has happened and it can work. You just have to be aware of what Ms. Tricky is saying mm -hmm. that you don't sit on both sides mm. You and you can recuse yourself from a particular docket or a particular item in which you were a panelist. So it can work. It's just I think that your admonition has to be taken into account. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, is there any public comment on this item, which is the staff report? Thank you. So I'll be taking in public comments first. Please proceed to the podium for public comment. And for those joining remotely, please raise your hand if you're listening via WebEx. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be placed in the public comment queue. The instructions are on the screen and we're currently on item six. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer on the screen and receive a 30-second audible warning before your time concludes. Then you will be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line if you would like to speak on other items. And anyone who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can send a summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less to sfac.grants at sfgov.org. So I'm requesting comments for those who are in person. Seeing none, moving on to the online public comments on WebEx. Seeing none, public comment is now closed. Thank you so much. Um, I'm now going to call for item number seven, which is new business and announcements. Does anyone have any new business or announcements? I do have a question, and that is in light of what's happened in Maui and Lahaina hmm. and our indigenous Hawaiian community and many of the artists that we've supported, is there any level of conversation or ways in which we can express support for um, our, our that community? You're asking me? Well, I'm just asking sort of in general, maybe that's just a general hope mm -hmm. in the universe that we could put that out there. But, you know, even our cultural icons, you know, we have awarded, you know, in the in categories. And I just registering that what we can do in, in expressions that may be tangible to support the community is important. Um, there, that's uh, Janine. Um, there is a um, Hawaii of uh, Northern California, kind of a chamber of commerce, sister city group um, that is active in San Francisco that is supporting um, their, the islands in the Maui, uh, kind of Maui strong is, the organization that they feel best supports people on the ground. Um, so that's, I'm just, you know, that's a Northern um, California Chamber of Commerce that is connected to Hawaii. Um, so I know people there that are doing things, but I don't know about. Insofar as it's in our opening statements, every time we have a meeting to support, um, and we have a portfolio that responds to that, I'm just asking for staff to look at that and see if there are opportunities 
that may present themselves, mm -hmm. you know, to provide support at this time. Thank you. Any other new business or announcements? Commissioner Shelby, are you playing anywhere? <laughs> I am, but I don't like to bore people with all that. No, let us know. <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's, I should have told you about last week. I saw Ralph there. He's at everything now. He is. Um, but no, um, just um, no. <laughs> I'll have stuff in September going forward. It's all good. Working with Joanna. Oh, great. So, Fantastic. Next, yeah. Next year. Okay, fantastic. And later. And um, Commissioner Moosley, you have a show coming up? October. October. I was going to wait. Great. <laughs> <laughs> a little early. Much time between now and then. All right. Um, is there any public comment on item seven new business and announcements? We'll be taking public comment in person first. So for those joining in person, please proceed to the public comment podium. And for those joining remotely, please raise your hand if you're listening via WebEx. Instructions are on screen and we are currently on item seven. And as a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer on the screen and receive a 30 second audible warning before your time concludes. Then you will be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line if you would like to speak on other items. Anyone who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can send a summary of the comments to be included in the minutes. If it is 150 words or less to sfac.grants at sfgov.org. Is there anyone in person that would like to make a public comment? Seeing none, moving over to online remotely on WebEx. Seeing none, uh, public comment is now closed. Thank you so much. Um, I will now call item eight, which is uh, adjourning the meeting. This meeting is adjourned. Thank you.